Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Happy weekend, Radio Family, and welcome. Another weekend edition of Community Focus heard on our Odyssey stations and back with yet again great conversation with members of our Community Focus family. And back is my buddy, my pal, one Mr. Joel Leonard, who, by the way, is a 2021 inductee into the Order of the Longleaf Pine for Workforce Development Innovation. So, of course, we're back with great conversation on workforce development and the economic development. And, of course, Joel, you represent uh, Makesboro, USA. How are you, my friend? Always good to hear your voice. Well, it is so wonderful to be here this morning, and we've got a really good group of folks. Yes, panel we do. You can say that are here to help us grow the area. <laughs> we've got mega changes happening right now, and, and we've got to get ready for it. And if we don't, we're going to miss out and watch everybody else enjoy all the fruits of their labor while we sit back and complain about how bad our lives are. So we can't complain. Let's get out there and make her happen. So Absolutely. So, uh, so today we're going to talk about uh, a variety of things. We've got some really good speakers here mm-hmm. uh, that I know, have known for quite a while. And uh, I'm really pleased and honored they made their time to join us. So, uh, But I want to honor somebody who I grew up with who died in November, who literally fell slipped and, and hit his head and died two weeks later. And mm. this really does send the signal of what we're facing because our current workforce is leaving us in some capacity or another. Right. And this, this is uh, captured, this uh, article in depth, if you want to read it, everybody, is on Davidson Local. And it's the uh, uh, Joel's thoughts on the loss of the LSHS uh, grad, if you want to read the column. But Sonny Allen Morris, I grew up with him. And my first memory of him, Renee and everybody, was he, he could wiggle his ears. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, that's talent. I knew, I knew him in the first grade. And, and he was a funny, goofy kid. But, boy, he grew up and blossomed into an engineer. He actually made... Uh, there was a company called Handheld Products out of Charlotte that mm-hmm. made uh, barcode equipment, and he was one of their lead engineers and project managers. Then he went on to work for DKN and worked at uh, uh, making parts for Boeing, the 787 Dreamliner down there uh, in Georgetown So for the Charleston projects. So just an amazing guy. And, and, and what's happened is uh, – you know, with the thousands, over 40,000 engineers and skilled technical folks that are that are being added, 
Mm-hmm. Where are we going to Where are we going to get them? And that's where I, I, you know, we had this meeting on Tuesday, and it was incredible. Uh, <laughs> the discussion, listening to Kevin Franklin, the president of the Randolph Economic Development, and Lauren Hill, who's the uh, uh, president of the uh, Carolina Corps, as yeah. they talk about what the changes are in this area. There's There's a lot that happened last year, but we're not done. There's thousands more jobs coming. And our kids aren't ready, and our attitudes aren't ready. We lived in a post-industrial society. That's, that's done. Yeah. That's gone. We're now living in the manufacturing renaissance. And and uh, what does that mean? How do we fix this? How do we get ready for these new tools and new equipment? So yeah. we have on the program today, we've got Cameo Parts from our, our good friend who works with uh, Stephen at Punch for Pound Kids. Yes. And... Uh, and we also have uh, uh, John Martinsic of um, Forest CMC and uh, Forest Scientific, who's going to tell us about some of the details of, of what's involved in a CMC machine. And what does that do? And why is it important? We got to fill these classes at these community colleges, and why we need to get more of these systems in our high schools and even middle schools. And then we're going to have, uh, in addition to this, we've got Stuart Pittman with Queen City News as the chief uh, uh, videographer, photojournalist, who is going to add some insight because, again, I invited the media to this because the news changes our attitude. The news. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It helps us change our focus. So if we're going to change our society, um, from a post-industrial service economy to a re-manufacturing, what do we do to make that happen? Yeah. So I will shut up and come here. <laughs> tell us more about that. Uh, tell us more about what uh, you saw on Tuesday, and what do you think uh, about some of the changes that are happening now before you get started good morning my dear it is good to have you back and please extend our hellos to Stephen for us too i absolutely will thank you so much for having me back a pleasure to be on the call with all of you uh so joel thank you for the invite on tuesday 
we were a part of a, a tour and presentation uh, done at Herbalife, um, which was just dynamic. Uh, if I speak, so my background is workforce development in the capacity of uh, Punch for Pound Kids, which is what most people know me for outside of workforce, it's community relations. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I wear many different hats, but usually as an introvert, when I enter the room, I start to assess everybody who's in the room, what their backgrounds are, and kind of that thing. So it's a quiet gift to have because I present as an extrovert. (laughs) And so oftentimes um, I'm sort of collecting information before I speak up or get ready to uh, present or, or add some insight. It was really, really impactful and great information uh, presented by uh, Kevin and Lauren, I believe. And the one thing I thought immediately was interesting about the group there who were sort of HR professionals, Mm -hmm. right, and who are economic development um, professionals in this space is that I can almost guess that no one was mm, under 50, Wow. Maybe between 40 and 50, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so that says a lot about the disconnect in the actual population who needs to be serving these these roles. And it says a lot about um, where we're not moving. You know, since the pandemic, everything else has adjusted around us, right? right. Housing, people are talking about um, food. We're talking about the uprising cost, inflation. We're talking about all these other things. Workforce development is still the only kind of place where we are really behind the curve, and we've lost the art of connecting to the power sources that are already here. So, yes, we obviously want to work with young people, get them exposed and trained, but that is a longer process to um, begin and kind of teach. What we forget is, and what Pumps for Pound does, is we serve the whole family. Right. So when we are working with a child, we're also getting to know that parent and who else is in that household. Mm -hmm. So since the pandemic, we've served about 750 young people. That's 750 families. That's a mother, perhaps a father Mm -hmm. or an uncle or some sibling in that space that is over the age of 18, whom have not had the opportunity to be exposed or informed or in front of this boom in manufacturing. And so what is unique about what we do is really connect dots in those spaces, bringing resources to those spaces, having conversations um, with those individuals about these jobs that are becoming, you know, available. Uh, We had a conversation, I believe it was with Paul Cheely, and he was talking about young people who like to tinker and and how that can Mm -hmm. translate into going into a career of right machine. uh, I think, I believe it, the term is machine technician. Um, And so maintenance technician, I apologize. And so when we, when we think about these jobs, when we think about this boom, when we think about this vacuum here, we're losing the parents of young people who need to be working. They are in a disenfranchised community, specifically black and brown, if we're just being transparent. Mm -hmm. And they do the resource never the information doesn't trickle down. And so what is unique about what we do is we connect um, young adults and adults to those positions. We are constantly giving information about community colleges. We are working right now 
um, in jobs training, sort of soft skills, getting those families ready to go into work. What does it look like? Right. And right right now, employers have gotten to a place where they're like, you know, um, we want people to just show up, be pleasant. Who wants who wants to work? Um, And so we've got to make sure that that information is meeting a population that's already here. We're preparing for everybody outside to come, but we're not maximizing Mm -hmm. communities that are already here that would like an opportunity as well. Well, Camille, a couple of things that I wanted to ask in terms of, well, first of all, to say thank you so much for what you did in taking the group of young people to the Economic Development Summit. My two questions, number one, how many young people were with you on the 24th of January? And secondly, what was their overall reaction to be exposed to all of this? So, Renee, unfortunately, we had uh, Stephen ended up having a contract that was in another city, mm-hmm. and I ended up going to the um, to the summit alone. Okay. Okay. So I didn't transport. Um, I wasn't able to transport any young people with okay. me. Okay. So we um, did have uh, we did have a young man who was the grandson of one of Forrest's dad. Passed. He asked me to help build his career. He was only twenty one years old, mm-hmm. and Renee. He already had several uh, opportunities to work, and he just accepted a job. <laughs> so, Great. Uh, awesome. So definitely uh, well worth it. Uh, it was yeah, right exactly. Absolutely. It was the right environment. And I think it, if I can speak for him, there were probably opportunities that he didn't know that mm-hmm. he could do, that he had access to. Right. Um, because we're just not having that conversation. When I go to the high school and I'm talking to young people in the hallway, uh, you know, which our, our kids hate that we do. But I'm always saying, what, do you guys, what are your plans? After, after right, when you're, when you're you done. Mm-hmm. Yes, what are you doing next? And it's so unfortunate that there's a huge disconnect from uh, fast food and where there could be valuable uh, uh, careers that are sustainable, that are encouraging self-sufficiency, that meet those income guidelines that help you be self-sufficient right here. Exactly, um, And it doesn't require you to go to a four-year school. You know, GTCC has programs. We were speaking with someone at the summit um, who mentioned, you know, paying for education. And I'm like, no, education is free right now. How are we not having this conversation with juniors and seniors right now, with their families right now? Absolutely. There's a disconnect in information there. Right. Now, I wanted to also add that I really appreciate these conversations. And, and Joel, thank you again, my friend, for everything that you have done to spearhead and to make this happen, because I don't want this to be a conversation that falls on deaf ears. And I say that because, Joel, our last conversation that we had that did include Stephen, you emailed or texted me like a couple of days later to say that there was a mother who listened to the program who got in contact with you and I believe she and her son, and I'm sorry if I can't remember names, you're much better at that than I am. She says, and Dante, yeah. Yes. And how Vivian was just so impressed with the discussion that we were having because it really ignited a passion in her son to pursue mm-hmm. a career in workforce development. And, and that's the thing. If we invest some time with our kids, the parents try to do their best with what they have. Right. But if they get somebody from the community, they'll just yes. take the time to share with them mm-hmm. uh, yes. options and opportunities. 
that can really be the difference maker and reinforcing what the parents trying to convey and 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 wake up the kid is whoa wait a minute they're right i can do this exactly and, and so so it, it's definitely there I, we have uh steven and i mean we have Stuart and and uh um john on the phone here uh absolutely what do y'all think about this mm-hmm. well, well go ahead and chime in guys well Stuart here um and I'm the chief photojournalist at Queen City News in Charlotte, and i got to be really transparent. I don't know a lot about workforce development, but what I can tell you is how to convey a message and how to get some, some sunlight on your project, whether it be a business big or small or yeah. a, 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 an, education, uh, an educational place. Um, you know, these days uh, you say the media and people kind of blanch. It's become so politicized and so polarized, but mm-hmm. I think what people sometimes forget is that on a local level, that local broadcast outlet, whether it be radio or TV, I can speak to TV because that's my specialty, those outlets are, are uh, needing content every day. You know, very often, very often people think the media has uh, a huge agenda. I can tell you on the local level, your local newsroom at a TV station is just trying to make sure the commercials don't bump into each other. Right. We need content every day, mm-hmm. and everything doesn't have to be tragedy or politics. Exactly. Um, so I would I would urge any entity, whether it be educational, business, manufacturing, big, little, or small, to get to know your local TV station. You can start by simply Googling the telephone number for the newsroom. In every television newsroom in America, there is someone called an assignment editor who is clamoring for content. And the way to get your content out there, to get your message out there, is to invite them over. Let the cameras and the microphones come over. Show them what you're talking about. That sounds simple, but it awfully isn't. So many times we get a press release inviting us to a job fair. Nothing against job fairs, but it's not the most exciting television. You're going to get a lot more punch for your for your program if you let the cameras come in and let's just say it's 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 a manufacturing job. It's a small factory where yeah. young people can come in and make very good wages doing an important job that they yeah. simply don't know about. If you donate a morning, let a camera crew come over, make friends with the reporter. Explain to them your program and exactly what you're trying to put across. You'd be amazed how you can come away with a two-minute standalone encapsulated story about just what you're talking about. It's going to air uh, a day or two later or maybe that very day on your local TV station, and that's all well and good. I hope everyone watches local news, but I know that audiences can be uh, a little smaller than they used to be. The good news is that very same content, that two-minute story about your very thing you're trying to highlight is now going to go on YouTube. It's going yeah. to go on Facebook. It's yeah. going to go on the station website. You can go to the website. You can grab that story. You can drag it, drop it, pop it, lock it, share it, <laughs> send it. Um, and you can then have your two-minute encapsulated uh, highlight reel uh, of, of your um, issue, the thing you're trying to uh, get publicized, and you can spread that all over the place. And Stuart, if um, I if I could add to that, that, right? And Stuart, if I can add to that, the same exact thing with with radio, representing the the other medium that a lot of people are familiar with, especially with programs such as Community Focus. John, sure. I am going to 
put really all of us on hold because I hate we have to go to break. But as as Stuart can understand, we got some bills to pay around here. So (laughs) let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll come back and engage more in this excellent conversation. And again, Joel, thank you for having such another fantastic panel to talk about uh, economic and workforce development. Radio family, you are listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus, and we will return right after this break. It is the weekend edition of Community Focus. Welcome to our public affairs show and ready to engage once again, Radio Family, with great conversation with members of our Community Focus family every weekend and right here on our Odyssey stations. Thank you for your fine company. Yours truly, Renee Vaughn, returning this week to continue what today's theme and discussion and great conversation will be about economic development and a conversation that is really for our guest panel who join us this morning, an important topic of discussion that we hope to cover really for all of 2023 as we are still in the early throes of a new year. So joining me this morning, a very distinguished panel of individuals. First of all, my brother, Joel Leonard, who represents Makesboro USA. And Joel, we do have an excellent panel of guests who really are family here when it comes to community focus. We have Cameo Parks with Punch for Pounds Kids. We have photojournalist Stuart Pittman, and we also have the inventor of CMC Machines, John Martenzik. And John, I really hope I did an okay job in pronouncing your last name, sir. So good morning to everyone. How is everybody doing? Thank you for having us. Excellent. Wonderful. So, Joel, as we do continue our conversation, and for those who did not have the opportunity to hear us early on the program, I wanted to dedicate this particular show to a dear friend of yours who you recently lost, who was part of the workforce uh, skill segment, and one, uh, Alan Morris. So I wanted to really uh, have this show in memory of him and what he did to contribute to the community. Thank you. You just gave me goosebumps. That guy, I mean, he was crazy. Uh, there's still things that he used to say in Boy Scouts that still come out of my mouth, and I'm embarrassed <laughs> by him. But uh, but I love this guy, and uh, he would be saying right now, holy business. Uh, I mean, he just, uh, I, I, we miss him so dearly. There's a lot of people from my, my, my era that would uh, – would uh, share this opportunity. Anyway, I, I don't want to take any more time away from John Martinsic. He's a small Absolutely. business, uh, 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 small business administration's business of the year last year. And I want him to add some detail to what we got to do to get this, uh, get this manufacturing renaissance. What do we got to do to overcome the shortfall? With what I've heard already, it sounds like you're well on track and doing all the right things, uh, especially the lady that was on first, uh, you know, getting that understanding for kids. I work with schools and students literally worldwide. Mm-hmm. I find that there really aren't many differences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, you know, kids are, kids are kids. Um, it's interesting. I remember one one trip uh, into Europe, and and it was interesting just talking and and hearing the stories being told. And they were basically the same stories that we have here, but just uh, different names that reflect you know that particular country. <laughs> and uh, you know, and then within the U.S., you know, whether you're uh, 
whether you're in a city or in a rural area, most things are really more similar than people think. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, a lot of what we hear in the media sometimes is is very divisive and and dwells on differences. But uh, in, in my travels, I, I think that things are more and more the same uh, everywhere. Uh, the uh, one thing, though, that, that she mentioned, and, and this is where, where uh, again, a, a similarity that's really important is letting kids know what opportunities exist. Mm-hmm. If they don't know what their opportunities are, then they're not going to seek them. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I, I find, you know, actually even a more similar reality in the very deep rural and, and inner city because that tends to be the – crowds that tends to have not had as much exposure mm-hmm. as in that rural mm-hmm. in that suburban type community where more of the parents have graduated from college and, and so forth. John, you um, know what this says to me, and I, I don't mean to cut you off, but you, you've, you've got my, my brain just going. <laughs> you got it churning, so to speak. This just makes me think of, especially in regards to our generation now, we have so many kids that are into the video games, that are into the gaming, that they're just mm-hmm. so proficient in playing these games, and yet at the same time, you may have some that have never probably imagined or pictured themselves being on the other side of the spectrum where they're not only playing the games. These are the kids that are inventing these games. These are the kids that could be inventing various programs in which not just for the kids, but for us big kids, a.k.a. adults and some of the gaming that we may be interested in. But, you know, they, they never seem to, like you said, they're not as readily or as heavily exposed into going behind the scenes as to how the gaming and these games and just technology in general, because this generation has literally everything at their fingertips when it comes to technology that probably many of us on this panel, it it didn't even really exist or was coming into its infancy when we were coming around. So just your thought on, 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 on that with what I just shared with you. I'm really glad you brought up that video gaming. It's actually one of the directions that I wanted to head. Oh, excellent. Um, the kids, often when I install machine at a school, you know, the, the teachers, again, there's a shortage of teachers now. And right. many of the teachers are over the age of 50 and maybe retiring within the next 10 years, maybe mm-hmm. the next two, depending on how, many, how much time they have in. And lots of times the learning curve for the teachers is a little bit longer because they may not be as computer literate. Right. But the kids will get onto this equipment and you do a demonstration for them. They go and they see, wow, I could uh, Google this picture of a deer and within five minutes we're cutting it out out of a piece of steel or we're making a cabinet and putting it on a piece of wood. And it's actually an easy process. And to the, those kids, it's just another video game. Mm-hmm. So they can adapt from their video gaming and other very soft computer skills to actually a job that they could be making a very livable wage or maybe yeah. become an entrepreneur and be some that person that employs other people in their community. Absolutely, because these are the same kids that can actually be building from scratch these particular consoles, whether it's PC gaming or Mac or whatever the terminology is, you'll have to school me on that. But I'm thinking, yeah, these are the same ones that can literally just, like I said, just just build it from, from you know, original parts. Exactly. And the thing is, 
the first lady that was on, she mentioned about, she mentioned about tinkering. Mm-hmm. And I started tinkering. I was probably, you know, maybe six years old. And I started taking apart toasters and clocks and everything else and fixing TVs. I had a TV repair business when I was eight <laughs> and, and just built up from right. little things to where I eventually was able to start a company that has become a successful corporation. But it started with that tinkering. And I find, you know, a lot of kids uh, in finding new employees, it's kind of hard to find those that have had a formal education in these areas. But often we can find somebody that had farm skills because if you're going to work on a farm, you really have to do a little bit of everything. And by just some basic farm skills, they become very easy to teach almost anything just because they've had a bunch of different experiences. Absolutely. And Cameo, let, let's get you back on that conversation in, in regards to, to that comment that John just made. Give yeah. us, for, for those who are listening to us here on Community Focus, how many kids you work with and what an average day is like at Punch for Pounds Kids. So right now, we Punch for Pound Kids, the Greensboro location has roughly between uh, 10 and 15 kids um, daily in the afternoon from 5 to 7. Um, and then we are at three schools uh, running after school programming. Mm-hmm. And so the beginning uh, process of that, right, because most of our young people are signing up for boxing, right? The boxing, right. SEL, and uh, leadership and character development is what they're getting for the uh, for the, the for the about the hour and a half time frame that they have, but there's also conversation, introductory conversation about what their interests are, what they like doing, who they might want to meet or have lunch with. Right mm-hmm. from there, we can gauge where their mindset is and where we need to expand. I'll give you an example of that. Sure. We had a young person talk about um, wanting to be a rapper. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the young people right now, you know, that's just kind of a thing. They want to be a rapper. So we brought in, though, a uh, a world recording. Right. Producers. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that you understand the components and the relevancy in the jobs around what you just perceive as a rapper. Mm -hmm. Now, all of the children leave with a disc of what they created. Mm -hmm. And they're like, wait, I didn't know that existed. And so we take one seed. Right, that's planted, and we magnify it. We highlight all the roles around it. We hi- we expose them to. I remember Joel came uh, during summer camp, and he was talking about. I remember the kids were like, "He that the man had us clean out his car." They thought they were just cleaning out his car. Right. What they were doing was learning to tinker. Mm-hmm. Tristan is, uh, I believe, Tristan was eight. And when I said, what did you get from summer camp? What did you like the most? He was like, I thought I was just cleaning out this guy's car. And it was a bunch of junk. But oh my goodness, Miss Cameo, I created this. Look at my scene. <laughs> he said, I, had, I didn't know I could do wow. this. Yeah. This is so cool. Because there is honor. There, His mind now says, wait, I can create something from nothing. Right. What does this look mm-hmm. like? Here's a career. So now we start to talk about careers that come out of right that skill set when we speak to um uh our our students across the board and we're looking to exposure now as we start to work with this high school uh senior population junior senior population as well as the adults right, right we're doing these skills assessments what they what they're good at what their interests are to kind of, again to build out and we're starting to so I'll, let me do this shameless plug for employers 
who are looking for talent that is untapped, mm-hmm. unskilled, and skilled. Please check us out, p4kids.com. We are looking to partner with employers to take um, people on tours to give them ideas about what they could be doing. What are the jobs that are out right now that mm-hmm. you that, that people are not applying to or that the wage is not where the company can feasibly fund, right? right? Right. And so if you're taking someone who's unskilled and you're going to pay them $15, um, you know, versus someone who has the skill set at 25, there are some incentives that workforce development programs exist to do to train and upskill. We have access to that information. We would love to share it with you, to partner with you, but to also create this narrative of what it looks like to work for. Um, you know, I, I believe the company is, is it NICOR, Joel? NICOR. NICOR. Right. So when I think about that company and us taking 25, um, young adults, right, mm-hmm. parents of our and then our juniors and seniors to introduce them to a day in the life of right. this career, hello, now you're creating <laughs> a different, you know, a different image, a different exposure, as well as people who are actually ready to go to work now. Absolutely. Look what you did there, Cameo. That's a great lead-in to welcome those of you who are joining us here on the weekend edition of Community Focus on our Odyssey stations And Camilla, you are so spot on. There are so many companies that are begging for that talent. And here is a great way to start making both our hand and technology skills cool for our young kids so that more local jobs can be filled. And I appreciate you sharing that because it kind of makes me think back to how I got into the career of what I'm doing with radio and how it sparked an interest in me and I, I continue to learn so many things because I am behind the scenes. You know, I'm one of the producers of a national uh, radio show, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. And even before then, I was producing uh, a, a very nationally known uh, radio personality in Tom Joyner. And before I landed this gig as a producer, I had no prior training, you know, outside of the few classes I took in college. But then when I was really put in this environment, I found out firsthand that for the people Mm -hmm. who work behind the scenes and Mm -hmm. Stuart backed me up on this, being a photojournalist with with a major TV station in, in Charlotte, you know, behind the scenes people we're kind of the ones that make the people in front of the camera or that you hear on radio really shine, you know, because though they put in the hard work, there's still other people behind the scenes that help them to get the information out to do, you know, A through Z. So uh, Stuart, your feedback on that. Well, you're, you're very right. You know, for, for every person you see on, on camera, on local television, there's, Somebody behind, behind the, scenes. the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and some of the smartest people I know are behind the scenes. And right. I think people <laughs> in front of the camera would tell you the same thing. It's very much a team effort. Exactly. And uh, to your point, I, I, I stumbled into a TV station in 1989 with absolutely no qualifications mm-hmm. because I was able to get in the door. I found my tribe. Yeah. I found yeah. the craft that exactly. set me on fire. Exactly. I had no education. Well, I am 30 years later, still <laughs> yeah. plugging away. Same here. It's, it's like, in a way, Stuart, we, we have fallen on, on a similar path. And, and John, I'm sure for you, how did you come into the love of what you do, especially working with uh, CMC machines? You know, it's, um, 
Interesting, because uh, you know she mentioned about like maybe they only qualify for fifteen dollars an hour, and, mm-hmm. and you know if they were highly skilled and whatever they may be at twenty five. Uh, one thing that I would point out to most kids is don't be worried so much, especially when you're starting out, what that starting wage is. Right. Amen. Um, yeah. When I graduated from school uh, from university, it was an engineering degree. At that time, there were a lot of engineers on the market. It wasn't. There wasn't the high demand that there is now because there was a lot. And, right. And I, I would go on to interview after interview and they said, oh, yeah, engineers are a dime a dozen. And, um, you know, I, I went from, you know, the job that I had while in college making two eighty five an hour. And, then, you know, this is about 30 years ago, but a little over 30 years ago. So I know it's a little bit different than today, but still right. it was it was sub-minimum wage at that time. And then I had a choice of two different jobs. Uh, at that point, with my engineering degree, because I went to a rural area of Pennsylvania, which, it, it, you know, people say, why would you do that? And, and it was my decision, and I believe it was the right one, you know, even today, because mm-hmm. uh, I could have made significantly more on the West Coast, but it, had I gone to the West Coast, my expense would have been so much higher that in reality, uh-huh. I would have made less. But I, I chose between a job making $8 an hour and $5 an hour. Mm-hmm. And I chose the $5 an hour job because I felt that I wasn't just another number on the time clock and that I was, um, you know, somebody that was going to be valuable to that company. And so I got that job. I walked in. I basically visited them, and they had a need for a CNC control, actually. And I walked in three days later with a working design, and they had tried to get this done by Penn State and many other uh, organizations, but nobody could come up with it. And somehow uh, God gave me the ability that in three days I walked in with a working design and, and I was instantly hired, even at that right. really low wow. rate. Yeah. And over uh, a period of years, my, my, my wages grew tremendously. Uh-huh. And, um, and then I went and was offered a job by a you know, hiring company in Chicago and different other things. And then eventually I was able to go on my own. Right. With, uh, with because, but I had all that knowledge that I gained from that work exactly. that allowed me to build up a you know what is today a twenty million dollar business. Yeah. So, wow. but had I not taken that five dollar an hour job that gave mm-hmm. me the experiences and knowledge that I needed, I couldn't have gone through the other. And and even with college and and trade school, it's not enough to go out and do that. I think that there's so many opportunities where someone could learn a trade as a plumber, start out as an apprentice. I you know, I would say. Don't worry at all. As long as you can make enough to put food on the table or yeah. stay at home a little bit longer, you're going to yeah. be farther ahead if you're getting good experience. Absolutely. 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 I I love that, John. And thank you and Cameo both for, for sharing uh, your comments and Stuart as well, because the one thing that I really appreciate about this conversation, we are all in a line of work where we will never stop learning as right. technology continues right. to grow. And sorry, it sounds like I'm starting to lose my voice here. But more importantly, this conversation is really serving to inspire, hopefully, undeserved youth or under, yeah, underserved is the word I'm trying to say, youth, to viable pathways beyond the yeah. sports and entertainment professions. And it's not knocking those two, but you have so many kids who say, oh, I want to yeah. be the next LeBron James. Or I want to be the next who, whoever it is that's out in Hollywood making all this money yeah. and, and just whatever the profession happens to be. But how many kids are saying, 
I want to be the next maintenance technician. I want to be the next person to work with CMC machines. I want to be the next person to work with 3D printing. So mm-hmm. I'm really so glad that this conversation is hopefully not only inspiring our young ones who are listening to this program, but it's also inspiring moms and dads who are looking at their sons and daughters who see a potential and maybe to help untapped a hidden talent. Thoughts yeah. or feedback on, on that comment? Well, just to add to that, one of the things that, again, is lost in this, as we highlight sports and entertainment, mm-hmm. there's a lot more millionaires that come out of being plumbers exactly. and being in the manufacturing sector right. than there are in entertainment and sports. And so uh, so there's, there need to be fit. In fact, there's a lot of sports teams that are owned by former manufacturing uh, uh, technicians. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, anyone care to, to chime in on, on that? Feel free to do so. I would yeah, just say more, um, more opportunities, you know, just, you know, say someone, if they can uh, make it through and be that pro football player, that's awesome and more right. power to them. But yeah. there's so many more opportunities yeah. to serve people. And, you know, we make our livelihood by serving people. Absolutely. And, um, being that everybody with a house needs a plumber from time to time, everybody needs each of these different trades and, you know, manufacturing, you know, the pandemic Mm -hmm. proves to this country that we need to manufacture close to home. Absolutely. There's still so many things that it actually was a big benefit for us. We grew tremendously Mm -hmm. because many of our competitors that had, uh, products that were actually made in China, and then they just brought it in this country and put a made in USA label on it, which really upset me. But they kind of got exposed, and because they couldn't deliver, where we were able to continue to deliver through these times because we actually made it here in the U.S. Right, and I'm so and glad you mentioned that because it, it it makes me think. And again, we're not knocking those who want to go in those directions of of sports or entertainment, but let's focus on sports. What happens that, of course, as, as we age, the, the body isn't as physically strong as it used to be. So if you're a football player, you know, generally by the time you hit your 30s and 40s, you're considered, quote unquote, really too old for that particular yeah. sport. Or you're at a, a point where you want to retire and do something else. The question is, well, what else are you going to do? What are you? Uh-huh. Yeah. So you have to really, I think for a lot of our young people, the importance is... Thinking long term, having a plan ahead of time so that when you get to that point in life, you have a plan B already in place instead of scrambling to say, well, how am I going to take care of myself? How am I going to take care of my family? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I tell you what, everybody, this this is just really, as always, an engaging conversation. Joel, I just can't thank you enough to help me in putting together such a distinguished panel of, of individuals, because I know we all have busy schedules and sometimes it's kind of difficult at times to coordinate, but I just wanted to personally say thank you, my brother, for what it is that you well, continue to I do. To thank and uh, I dragged him at the last second. Cameo, <laughs> and Stuart, uh, thank and you for John, that. I, I really do appreciate your time with this. We had several other people planned, but they were not able to attend. Right. And anybody that hears this and they want to get on the program, uh, call me at 336-303-8660. 
and we'll see about uh, adding your your thoughts and perspectives to this activity. We've got to keep this message up. We've got mega changes happening in North Carolina. It's Absolutely. Up to, us to be ready for. Them. Yes. And there's already, if you have not seen this, Google the, the biggest East Coast construction project, and you will see a YouTube of what's going on at the Toyota mega site. Uh, it's incredible the amount of land that's being displaced right now and, and getting converted into a manufacturing facility. It's, it's taking, they've got like 30 scrapers out there. Wow. It's incredible. Wow. So my number again is uh, 336-303-8660. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. As Stuart said, we got to pop it, lock it, and share it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> uh, do you have that copy uh, right at Stuart? Because I may want to borrow that from time to time. <laughs> I, I do not, but it's there. You should. Domain. That's right. You should. You should, my I friend. That. I do, too. And, and and again, just thank you, everybody. You are definitely radio family. Uh, Stuart and John, you were newbies to the program, but that officially ended the moment the mic was cracked open. And so <laughs> welcome to thank the Community so Focus family. You are so welcome. And I really hope that we can get you back on a future program. Both of you. Cameo, you already know you and Stephen are family. And Joel, you know it goes without saying. You've been family since day one, yeah. my friend. So thank you very much. <laughs> and well, thank you all of y'all. Absolutely. And thank you, Radio Family, for your fine company, as always. We certainly hope that you were motivated and empowered by today's conversation as we officially bring to a close another great conversation. You have been listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus. Please stay safe. And with me, Renee Vaughn, no goodbyes. Just until next time, everyone take care. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.